Bible says, let everything that has breath. All right, all right, okay. Let, let me say that again. The Bible says, let everything that has breath. So for a few minutes, let's just give God some praise in this house. Amen. We serve a good God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a merciful God. I can keep going tonight. We serve an incredible God. Let everything that has breath in this house give God some praise because God deserves, He deserves our praise. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It is indeed a blessing and a, a privilege and an honor to be with you on tonight. I've, I've been, been here before, and, and uh, I'm going to say this again. Now, now listen, if you have a black preacher, you're going to have to talk. You have to, it's called a call and respond. So the more amens you say tonight, the sooner you can get home. Amen. 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 I first want to just uh, thank Wim Baptist, thank Brother Dunn, thank you so much for your prayers and your support, for you coming alongside us and praying for the ministry, praying that God will grow the ministry, that God will use Fellowship Community Church to reach the lostness in Forest City. And I, I just want to just take a moment and thank you so much for your prayers and so much for your support. Just give God a hand of praise for that. I want to thank God for my wife. Wave your hand, babe. Wave your hand. There you go. Let, let them see you. They may not know you. <laughs> thank God for my wife. Thank God for Fellowship Community Church for coming and supporting tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. It is good to be here tonight. Yeah. It is good to be here tonight. Anybody ready to eat a meal tonight? Yeah. My, my mother taught me anytime you, you sit at the table to get ready to eat what she has prepared for us, she said, you, you always give thanks for the food you're about to receive. Yeah. So can we just give God thanks for, for a moment? We have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, God, tonight for your presence. Thank you, God, tonight for you being a good God, a gracious God, for being a loving God. God, we thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. God, that we are overcomers because of what your son did for us. God, I pray on tonight, God, that you would use me on tonight, God, to speak your word. God, that I may decrease tonight, and God, that Christ may increase. I pray, God, that something will be said to encourage and inspire our hearts on tonight. I thank you, God, that, <laughs> that grass may wither and, and the flowers may fade, but your word stands forever. Speak to our hearts, God, and heal those who are hurt, 
strengthen those who are weak to the end that souls will be saved and lives will be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. If I can invite your attention to a familiar passage of Scripture in our time of study in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And if you don't mind standing for the reading of the Word of God, I won't ask you to stand any other time. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Starting at verse 5. If you are there, shout, I am there. I am there. If you need a minute, say, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. Proverbs chapter 3, starting at verse 5. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I want to talk briefly tonight from this thought, trusting the God you believe in. Trusting the God you believe in. You may be seated in God's presence. Trusting the God you believe in. My wife and I decided a few years ago to travel with some friends to Chattanooga, Tennessee, to the Smoky Mountains. We rented a cabin there where we wanted to get some time away and enjoy our friends and enjoy our relationship and enjoy some fellowship. And on our way, as we traveled on the interstate, as we traveled on the highway, there, the highway was marvelous highway, but the highway was treacherous. And for anyone who has traveled to Nashville, there you have Route 441. And Route 441 is a very winding road. It is a very mountainous road, and you have to pay attention because the road is very winding. And it has several curves, and it has several twists. It has several turns as you get closer to Chattanooga. And on one side, you have steep mountains. And on the other side, you have beautiful views of land and pastures for several miles. And all along this route, you have signs to help you navigate safely through the twists and the turns of the oncoming vehicles. And if you make one wrong turn, if you make one wrong move while you're on Route 441, one inadvertent turn could cost you your life. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to look at it, but it's a dangerous road to travel. And when I began to, to contemplate and think about that, I thought about life, how life is full of twists and how life is full of turns. It's full of uncertainties, and many times you don't know what's coming around the bend. Life is, you, life if, if, if you've lived long enough, you know that it can have, life has some tough roads and tough uh, places where you navigate in life. Somebody shout, navigate. navigate. That God 
has on the root of our life signposts that are designed to help you and designed to help me to navigate this thing that we call life. The question that I want to address tonight is, why are there so many stalled vehicles on the road that we call life? Why are there so many hoods of cars that are up, unable to move forward in life? Why do you look along the reef to find so many who have gone over the cliff? Hmm. But when the question becomes more intriguing, here's the more intriguing question is, why is there so many Christians who find themselves unable to navigate through the twists and the turns of life? May I suggest to you tonight that many of us who are believers, we believe in God. Many of us believe in a God that we really don't trust. Mm. Many of us tonight, we affirm the existence of God. And of course, if you are a believer, you affirm the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for your life. And yet there seems to be a disconnect from my faith in Christ to get me to heaven and my trust in Christ to navigate me while I'm on earth. There seems to be sometime a disconnect. And I would like to suggest to you on tonight, maybe most of us, if we'll be honest tonight, we believe in God, but do we really trust God? Somebody said, trust him. See, I told you, you're going to talk to me tonight. You're going to have to talk now. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to perceive the true nature of a thing and to implement the will of God regarding it. Wisdom is the ability to navigate through life. It has been called, wisdom has been called the art of skillful living. It means to effectively apply truth to your everyday decisions. Solomon knew this importance. He knew this when he prayed to the Lord, when he prayed to God. He said, don't give me riches, but give me wisdom. This book opens up with a cry for a father to teach his son the importance of gaining wisdom. In fact, the book opens up in chapter 1, verse 20. It said, wisdom screams out in the street. She lifts up her voice in the square. Wisdom makes noise out in the street. Pay attention because you need wisdom. In fact, many of us would not be here today if back then we would have made better decisions in our lives. Okay, I guess I'm talking to myself tonight. You didn't need more money in your life. You needed wisdom. You didn't need more time. You needed wisdom to manage your time. And if we be honest with ourselves, we've made some poor decisions. If I be honest with myself, I've made some foolish mistakes. I've wasted some money. I've wasted my time on crazy, frivolous things. I've wasted my time and my treasure and my talent with wrong people in my life. But if we all be honest in this room on tonight, all of us need God's wisdom. Somebody shout wisdom. wisdom. I've, 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 missed, I've missed some opportunities 
in my life because I lack wisdom. Is there anybody in this house that can testify and say, Pastor Newborn, I've made some wrong decisions. I've taken some wrong roads. I've made poor decisions in my life. If you will be honest with yourself, you didn't need, you didn't need money. You didn't need cash, cars, and clothes. But you needed the wisdom of God to help you navigate this thing that we call life. You want your life to be fruitful. If you want your life to be productive, if you want your life to be successful, if you want the latter part of your life to count for the kingdom of God, you're going to need the wisdom of God in your life. Somebody shout wisdom. If I had to leave you with a thought, it would be this. Start making wise decisions. Start making wise decisions about your relationship, wise decisions about raising your children. Make wise decisions about how I spend my money and being a good steward over, y'all not hearing me tonight, making wise decisions on which job, God, you want me to take. Making wise decisions in my life. As we begin to look at the scriptures here, we're going to point out three things that I want to share with you on this evening as it relates to trusting God. Here it is, number one, trust in God entirely. Somebody say, trust in God. God. Y'all gonna have to talk to me tonight now. Trust in God God. entirely. The first thing that in order for you to get wisdom, in order for you to get uh, the ability to navigate life successfully, you and I, must trust God entirely. The word trust means to lay down on. It has the idea of putting one's complete weight on. It's much akin to what you're doing right now as you're sitting in these padded pews and you have your entire weight on the pew. Now trusting You're not trusting in the seat, but you're trusting in the ability of the seat to hold and sustain your weight. Uh, You are so secure that the seat will hold you up that you're you're not checking for screws to see if screws are missing. You're not looking at the pew to see if the pew is is uh, stable. You're not asking the pew, can you hold me up? You're not checking with the pew to to find out whether the pew can hold you up. You're not having a conversation with the pew saying, I gained 20 pounds over the Christmas holiday. No, you, you trust that the pew has the ability to sustain your weight as you're sitting down. Likewise, we have to trust God. In the same manner as you're sitting in the seat, you're sitting in the pew, you trust that the pew can handle the weight that you give the pew. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You trust that when I sit down, that the pew can handle my 150-pound body. It can handle the person that's sitting next to you. It can handle another person that's sitting next to you. That you don't have to question whether or not the pew can, can handle you, but you just trust that the pew can handle the weight. Mm. 
First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Matthew 11 and 29 says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Look at somebody and say, trust God. Trust God. Come on now. Trust God. I, I, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, and I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what kind of week you've had. I don't, I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I just stopped by tonight to let somebody know you need to trust God. Somebody shout, trust God. Look at the order of the verse. Thank you for that. Look at the order of the verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The reason why the order of this verse is so critical is because when it comes to navigating our lives, most of us start with ourselves and work our way back to God. Whew. In other words, we start with what we think, with how we feel, with what we know, with our own perceptions, what our orientation is, and when that doesn't work, then we turn to God. There will be a lot less pain in our, in our life if we start with God first and allow God and trust God that God will work all things together for your good. Why should I trust God? Why should I trust God first? There's so many scriptures that I can turn to, and time won't allow us to do it. But the reason why I should trust God is because who God is. Because of the character and the nature of who God is. That is why I trust God. Romans 11, Paul, put, Paul pins it this way in Romans 11. He says, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him? And it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be the glory forever. Amen. The reason why we should trust God, here it is. We should trust God because his wisdom is beyond your ability to conceive it. Ooh. In other words, God's wisdom is infinite. God's ability to coagulate and cross-coordinate all of history from eternity to time because God knows everything. He's omnipotent. God knows everything. He knows the need. He has counted the, the hairs on your head. God knows every affair of your life. God knows everything about you. He is the creator. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the all-knowing one. He is God, and besides him, there is no other. That's why I trust him. I trust in his character. I trust in his nature. Why? Because God is faithful. Why? Because God's love is unfailing. Why? Because God is merciful. I trust in God. Is there anybody in this house that can say, I trust in him? 
I trust in, come on, come on, y'all better talk to me. I, I, I trust in God. I, I trust in his faithfulness. I trust in God. Romans 4, 3 and 4 says, let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, God wants you to come to him first. the creator a liar and creation the truth but God God's word it is the way it is the truth and it is the life but we must trust God with all of our heart or with all of our being trust God completely trust him entirely with all of my mind with all of my intellect with all of my will with everything that I have God I trust you entirely. How do I know that I'm trusting God? <laughs> because I'm not leaning to my own understanding. Mm. See, in my own understanding, my own understanding can be skewed <laughs> and flawed because of sin. I have, a, I have a limited scope because of my finiteness. See, because of sin and our limited knowledge base, our decision making will always be questionable unless it's governed by the standard of God's word. You better teach, Pastor Dubois. Romans 3 and three, 3, 3 says, place no confidence in the flesh, but rather place your trust and your confidence in God. Amen. You and I cannot be led. One of the things that we oftentimes do, we're led by our feelings. When oftentimes your feelings will get you in trouble. Because oh. some days you feel like being married and some days you. <laughs> some days you feel like going to work and every day you. Some days you feel like being loving and some days you. Some days you feel like giving and some days you. Some days you feel like a nut. Because my life isn't governed by my feelings, but my life is governed by the word of God, Amen. by placing my trust in him. My, my, my wife and I, uh, we, were, we, were, we were watching a Disney movie with our, with our kids, and CJ was terrified. CJ was afraid, and he wanted to jump into his mother's arms. And why? Because the movie gave him an illusion that the monster was going to get him. Okay, okay. He, he believed that the monster that was on television was out to get him. And you and I already know that the monster is not real, but he felt afraid. You and I, we can still be afraid because the movie maker manipulates your mind for you to feel the reality of what's going on to make you think that it is true. You may know that it's not real, but you feel like it's real. So therefore, you are afraid and you're scared. 
See, feelings have no intellect. Your, your, your feelings, oftentimes we just react off of our feelings. And what the enemy will do, he will play a scary movie that will display on the screen of your mind to make you believe a script that is not the truth. Y'all, you better do this. The enemy will play the screen on your mind that you are defeated. The enemy will play screen on your mind that you, that you will not make it. The enemy will play a screen on your mind to make you feel that God does not love you. The enemy will play the screen on your mind that make you feel as if you're not going to make it. But my life isn't governed by my feelings, but my life is governed by the faith that I have in Christ Jesus. Somebody shout, get out your feelings. Get Say it to the right person. <laughs> Hebrew says, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Stop trying to figure things out in your own understanding and trying to do it in your way and in my way without seeking God's guidance and wisdom for our lives. Why? Because God knows what's best for my life. Okay. My, my, my grandmother, Brother Josh, my grandmother had a dog, a child dog by the name of Lady. Lady was a, was a purple child. She was, <laughs> she was vicious. She, she was vicious and she was big. And one day I, I was playing with Lady. Her name was Lady. I, I began to play with Lady. And uh, Lady had a chain on her neck. And the chain was connected to the tree trunk. And so I, I started playing friendly games with Lady. And Lady began to run around the tree. Here it is, listen. She started running around the tree. And so Lady, being a dog that she is, I knew that she was entangling herself around the tree. And so what I would do, I would walk up to Lady and I would try to navigate Lady back around the opposite side of the tree. Because I could see where Lady was headed, but Lady did not know where she was headed. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Lady, being the dog that she, that she, that she was, she was, y'all better hear me. But here it is, I was trying to unravel her going the opposite direction, but Lady thought I was the stupid one. Lady thought I was the ignorant one. Lady thought I was the one that didn't know where she was headed. So I just stepped back and Lady kept on going around the tree, kept on going around the tree. And all of a sudden, you know what happened to Lady. Lady, uh, Lady, uh, she choked herself. Uh -huh. She wrapped herself around the tree and, and Lady started making a whining noise started making this whining noise. Now I'm significant now. Now she's strategically whining at me. Now she wants me to unravel her when all along I knew where she was headed. I knew what pathway she was taking. I knew where she was going. But if she would have listened to me the first time, y'all better hear what I'm saying. If she would have received the wisdom from the dog owner, that the only thing that I was there to do was to help a 
unravel her life. Yeah. But lady didn't trust me. Lady trusted change. But she didn't trust me. See, we find ourselves in moments in our lives where we're steady going around the tree. Yeah. When God is clearly and abundantly speaking to us, trying to get us to go in a different path, a different direction, but we still go around. Uh, not only do we trust God entirely, but we trust him intimately. It's right there in the text. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. The word acknowledge does not mean acquaint recognition. It does not mean as if you're just recognizing somebody that's in the room, but rather it's an intimate response based on relationship whereby pleasing that person is my goal. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. It's an intimate response based on the relationship whereby pleasing the other person is my goal. Before a woman gets married, there is an adjustment that she makes, especially for the woman who has been single for a long time. Amen. Why? Because uh, she's, 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 she's looking for a Boaz. Why? Because she was used to being independent. She was used to making her own money, making her own choices. But when she gets married, she now has to acknowledge the fact that there's somebody else that she is to consult with. Before I make a decision, I will either consult with them on this matter because I know them. Mm. Or, here it is, I know them so well because of our relationship that I know how they're gonna respond because I have an intimate, loving relationship with them. My question to you tonight, how broad is the acknowledgement that the scriptures speak to us tonight? The scripture says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. God wants to be intimately involved with the affairs of our lives. God wants to partner in this relationship. He wants to lead. He wants to guide. He wants to order our steps to his purpose and his plan and his perfect will for our lives. But we have to acknowledge him in all of our ways. Not only do we trust God entirely, not only do we trust God intimately, but we trust God progressively. Mm. It's right there in verse 6. It says, and he will make your paths straight. Paths is plural. You can say paths. He will make your paths straight. <laughs> All of us have several paths in our lives. Oftentimes, there may be boulders. There may be hindrances. There may be something that's restricting you to getting to what God has for you in your life. 
but we have to allow God to direct God, to remove God, to be the God in our lives, to remove every hindrance, to remove every distraction, to remove everything that is in the pathway of our lives that's preventing God's will from being accomplished in our lives. God is a God who will progressively <laughs> straighten the path in your life. In other words, in other words, the concept here of paths being straight denotes the idea that there has to be something in the street, there has to be something in the road that's hindering your, your ability to navigate that pathway. But he says, here it is, he said, I'll make your path straight. Is there areas in your life that are crooked? Maybe your marriage is crooked right now. Maybe your finances are crooked right now. Maybe your relationship with your children are crooked. Maybe there's a lost, a lost uh, a person in your family that do not know Christ. Maybe there's a co-worker that you work with that does not know Christ. Is there something in your life that is crooked? God says, I will make the pathway straight. Do you need God's healing? God can make the pathway. Y'all not hearing me. Do you need God's direction for your life? Because things are cluttered and unclear. God says his word is a lamp into your feet and a light into your pathway. God can make things abundantly clear in your life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. God will make your path. To make it straight. If you acknowledge him. If you trust him. God will make it straight. See, I, 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 need, I need to talk to somebody tonight that really trusts God. I, I, I don't know what situation that you're encountering. I don't, I don't know what how deep uh, and dark your situation is. But there isn't anything that Christ, y'all not hearing me. There isn't anything that Christ has not already overcome on the cross. There isn't anything that Christ can't bring you out of. He'll bring you out of the, the mire and mud of clay. God has the power. God has the ability to bring you out. God lead my life. God direct my life. God order my steps. God help me make my life straight. Because there are many paths that we have in life. But if you acknowledge him and you trust him, God will make that path clear. God will make it straight. Are you praying for God's will to be done in your life? God will make it clear. Are you praying for a loved one who do not know Christ? Keep on praying. Keep on trusting God. Keep on believing. Keep on witnessing. Don't stop witnessing. Keep sharing the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because God will make a way where there is no way. My wife and I, we went to Disney World one year. We had never been there before. And it was a, Disney World is a huge place. It was a place where we had 
never traveled there before. So we were walking and we were looking for the restroom, but we did not know where the restroom was located. We, we needed to get some relief. <laughs> we needed to get some rest. We needed to get some direction and we were becoming increasingly frustrated as you can presume because we needed to get some relief. But as we were navigating through this huge place where there were so many people crowding around us, there were so many activities that were going on around, there were so many distractions that were get, gaining our attention that we didn't care about Daffy Duck. We, we, we didn't care about Mickey Mouse. We, we didn't care about Snow White because we needed to get some relief in our lives. We had never been to this place before and we were bumping into so many people. We were bumping into so many things, but we needed to get some sort of relief and find the restroom. And so as we began to walk and begin to wander, I began to look for an attendee who works at Disney World. Uh, I began to look for somebody who knows the road map at Walt Disney. Because I had never been there before. I've never navigated through Walt Disney. I, I, I've never been there before. And I needed to find somebody who was an expert. I needed to find somebody who can navigate the different pathways at Walt Disney. And so I found an attendee. And I walked up to them with almost tears in my eyes. I said, here it is. I said, I, I need for you to direct me to the restroom because I've never been here before. I need you to direct me because I need some relief in my life right about now. I need, since you work here, since you know this place better than I do, I need some direction. I just thought about Maybe it's sickness and disease. Maybe it's your marriage. I don't know what it is in your life that is trying to get your attention. But I know that I'm talking to somebody that needs some relief. I know that I'm talking to somebody that needs to be rescued. I know that I'm talking to somebody who needs peace in their mind. And listen, I've never navigated here before. So I need to talk to somebody who knows Y'all, I'm not hearing what I'm saying. I need to talk to somebody who knows everything. I need to talk to somebody who's sovereign and in control and who knows the affairs of my life and your life. I need to talk to somebody who can give me relief. Yes. Here it is. Trust in him. Yes. Trust in his sovereignty. Trust in his faithfulness. Trust in God entirely with your whole heart yes. trust him intimately trust him because you have an intimate relationship with him yes. trust him because he loves you yes. trust him because his love never fails yes. 
trust him because God knows what's best for your life. Even when you're feeling contradict what the word says, God, I trust in you. Doesn't matter what happens in this country. Doesn't matter what goes on in the White House. Yes, we need to pray. (laughs) But yet I'll place my trust in him. It doesn't matter all the crime that's going on. It doesn't matter all of the things that are going around in our culture and our society. Trust in God. It doesn't matter what you see in the news. It doesn't matter how things look in your family life. Trust in God. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And God will direct your path. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you, God, for teaching us, God, to trust you entirely, trust you intimately, but God, trust you progressively, because, God, there are many paths in our lives, many decisions in our lives that we must make, but you are a God that's concerned about our well-being. You're concerned, God, about the affairs of our lives. My prayer, God, is that your perfect will be done in our lives. That we come to the point in our lives just as Jesus did. He says, not my will, but God, let your will be done. God, I thank you for your son who made that profound statement who thought about me when he made that statement. He thought about the lostness of my life. And if it were just me and being the only person on earth, he would have died for me. God, I thank you for sending your son to die for me. I thank you, God, that he lived, he died, but he rose again with all power in his hand. And because of that, God, we trust you. We trust you, God, on tonight. And we thank you, God, for securing us. Thank you, God, for your hand being upon our lives. And tonight, God, we trust you. Does anyone tonight... said, Pastor, I want to surrender my life and trust in Jesus. He's the greatest gift. He's the best thing that has ever happened to humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever just believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If that's you tonight, we want to invite the greatest thing that you could ever do. 
trust you, God. We trust you.